Hey everybody, Rubio here. Today's podcast with Jennifer and Jason Pagel deals with issues relating to and challenges facing female youth ministers specifically within the Churches of Christ, or as we say, the COC, where female youth ministers are a relatively new reality. Now, I know that we're not all COCers, but whether this conversation makes perfect sense in your context or sounds a bit foreign to you, I expect we'll all be blessed by hearing the perspective of two all-star youth workers. So Jennifer and Jason, thanks for being a part of the interview. And to you guys, thank you for being listeners of the Digital Side Hub. I'm back with Jennifer and Jason Pagel, and this is the Digital Side Hug, and I didn't say this earlier, the the purpose of this podcast is, I like to remind every once in a while, is just to say, probably if you're a youth worker or youth minister, somebody that's working with teenagers in a congregational setting, that's kind of who the target audience is here. We're talking with the Pagels, we've been, you know, part one was last week, and we talked about the uniqueness of being married in ministry and and how that works and what that's been like and and it was it was really cool to hear some of the things that you talked about you know could really be a blessing for those of us that might be in a congregational setting with someone that's not our spouse Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a woman or not Um, and so I loved the crossover there Mm -hmm. and and Jennifer something you said at the end about because you're married, you're never in compromising situations with your partner in youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And it immediately reminded me of those moments where you're planning the games at camp or retreat, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you're wondering, okay, the relay race to pass, you know, with the toothpick, (laughs) is is the marshmallow going to be better (laughs) or the lifesavers? You know, that's that's something I might really, you know, not want to practice with just anyone. Right. Right. (laughs) No problem. Fine. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) You know, how awkward is it going to be washing someone else's feet? I mean, you know, you practice that together. On each other. There you go. It's no big deal. Um, (laughs) I'm excited to touch a little more on the females in ministry piece. Mm Because in our last podcast, Jennifer, you Mm -hmm. mentioned there were two Church of Christ females working in youth ministry when, when you were hired here. Right. Are you currently the... Elder statesman among <laughs> COC female women in oh, youth ministry. Oh, you know, I love being called the old woman, Dave. Thanks, but uh, yes, yes. Uh, as of right now, um, have that longevity. Okay, title. Well, and I, I love that. In fact, I know, and we're going to talk about this later. The role that you've been able to have with some of the younger female youth ministers as a mentor for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Davidson, who works at Lipscomb as the uh, right. di- director of spiritual outreach there. He's a mentor for many of us male youth ministers. We see him as a father yes. figure. He leads us. Um, he's organizing retreats for us to go on and all mm-hmm. this. That's not something he is going to do for the, right. the female youth ministers in, in the, the Tennessee, Southeast area. Mm-hmm. And you do that uh, for the women. And so I want to talk about that some. But before we do that, 
And also, I, I should mention, J- Jason is here with us as well. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing, Jason, your perspective sure. on ministry with a female on staff with yeah. you. Um, what's it like to be a female youth minister, uh, uh, to be in ministry in the churches of Christ, which has traditionally, you know, it's sort of, we were around 150 years before we had women in ministry. What's that been like? Right. Well, it's... Um wonderful and it's been hard you know there's both sides of the same coin um early on um i felt i had to have a lot of thick skin you know even here in this beautiful church that we're a part of um there were some people that left right after i was hired you know and because you were yes and specifically got back to me that that was the case and for a young 20 something year old that's an incredibly hurtful and you just think uh took on maybe things I didn't need to take on responsibility it wasn't my responsibility it wasn't my fault but but you don't we are people pleasers especially women we don't like to hurt people or feel like we've been a stumbling block for anybody and and so that was hard and um and then just trying to to figure out in the larger context I know I early on I did a class at NCYM and um you know, male and female were both in the room and everything. Well, by the end of the class, I I always close my classes in prayer. And that has never been an issue here at Harpeth Hills, thankfully. They've, I've always been allowed to, to pray mm-hmm. in a mixed company. And so I did not think about it. It was a reaction. And I prayed at the end. And I got written up pretty harshly on several um, of the feedback forms afterwards. Love the class, ruined it when she prayed. Things. And it was, it's very hard to read those things and think, okay, I love my brotherhood. I love just the fact that we call it a brotherhood. You know, I love my sister. I I, I actually call it a fellowship. Thank you. But you know, a lot of people, yes, and, and love the Churches of Christ. But in moments, there have been very hurtful moments like that where um, okay, my voice is okay to be heard when I'm teaching you, but it's not okay to be heard when I'm speaking to my father in yeah. heaven and, and, um, and just navigating that and, and, and collectively females, not just myself had a hard time with, got hung up on the title thing, you know, yeah. and still to this day, some are allowed to be called ministers. I've always had that blessing of being able to be called mm-hmm. a minister here, but it was interesting early on when people would go to introduce me to somebody. Well, this is Jennifer. She's our new, um, she works with the youth group. Right, or right, Or she works right. with the girls. She's a coordinator know. She gets, of youth She ministry. works with the girls, you know, yeah. a lot. And, and they would be uncomfortable. And, and you know, you had to, to lay down any sort of pride in that, well, call me your youth minister, yeah. you know, or don't just say I work with the girls or don't just say, well, she's part of our youth ministry or whatever. But there's still some of the the girls that do work in youth ministry that have to have some very creative title, yeah, you know, yeah. youth ministry associate assistant, whatever you want to call it. And so, so those did, are some of the challenges. So did you have to learn how to not bow up and Absolutely. get offended? Absolutely. And what about Jason did, did, as the husband, mm-hmm. not necessarily the youth minister right now, but as Jennifer's husband, right. did you? Was that a problem for you? I mean, was it frustrating? Well, I mean, absolutely. There's certainly times when you, you want to say things. And, of course, with our circumstances, it's even, you know, funnier because it'd be that's the time when you kind of go, okay, I wish I wasn't on staff, too, 
and I could say what I want to say, right. <laughs> and right. no worry. But but when you're in this precarious waters, there are times, yeah, mm-hmm. when you definitely want to. And that's it. And and one of the things that I had to learn, and what are the things that I try to pass on to any new new female coming into this is, you you can't let that just can't be a part of this at all. Um, of you promoting can't. yourself or feel like I, I deserve anything. So the pride and cannot I, be a part. Oh of it. my goodness, mm-hmm. you have got to just. You, I feel like one of the worst things that females can do going into youth ministry is coming in with an agenda. Having an agenda that I, it, we want in there, you have to a little bit have a pioneer spirit, but you can't have that as your focus that I'm going to pioneer something because, um, there, there's, you have to have leadership and yet you have to be very careful in the way you lead because there are plenty of people that are very intimidated by a strong woman and what what's her what's her end game? What's she trying to do here? She you know, you guys get hired and just it's kind of set. We know what you're gonna do. You're gonna come and lead our families and lead our kids and help them, whatever, but but there's almost we have to come in with a little bit of stigma on us of What's she really after? And is she trying to shake yeah. things up? And is she going to want to, you know, cause some ruckus or whatever? And you just, you cannot come in with any sort of agenda in that way at all. And yet you've got to have thick skin and you got to have a little bit of that personality of, I, I'm tough and I can, mm-hmm. I can weather this. And, you know, an interesting part of it too is with, um, Elderships, and I can't say enough about our elders and our shepherds here, um, and how they have invited me to the table, and that's a big part of it of just not just valuing what I do off in my With little corner, teens, yeah. but inviting me to the table, inviting me to be a part and have a voice and and a valued part. Um, and yet them feeling very fatherly at times toward me and wanting to protect me and whatever. But but comments and things they would make sometimes in a very sweet, shepherdly way. But but would you make that to Jason? Or are you only yeah. making that comment to me because I'm a female and you sense this need to, to protect me some? And yet I like it, but yet make sure you value me. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very complicated and not easy. How, how does... A young female who knows she's been called to youth ministry, she she sees the gifts that Jason, like you were saying, they just fit mm-hmm. in this context where I'm, I'm leading young people. She knows that's from God, wants mm-hmm. to use it, you know, feels like there's an injustice involved. Mm-hmm. You know, so her gifts ought to be respected, and she wants that, but... I hear you saying you you got to maybe let that go and and not let that be the thing. Absolutely. What's 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 a tool for doing that? Mm-hmm. How, how do you get through that tension of it's not like it ought to be. Right. But if I'm going to be a youth minister, this is the world I'm doing it in. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you mm-hmm. balance that? Well, I think one you absolutely remember who you're working for. You work for God, not for man, and you have to let God and his spirit be the one to validate you and validate your soul and fill you with um, your purpose. And, and, and so when you, when you keep that focus, um, he will nurture 
that in you and um and then you give you the ability to lay it down the approval of man and and all of that but then i think what i i try to tell i talk to young you know college age girls that are going into this and want so much or whatever is i i try to keep the vision of i want this females in ministry in the churches of christ to to sustain i want this to be sustainable and if i try to run too fast with the torch. If I try to make this go, we, we could flame out quickly, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I'm part of a foundation. And just because I may want to be the top of the skyscraper, I want mm-hmm. to build this thing really fast. I want us to, to grow and be respected and we to have a valid voice and place in youth ministry as a whole. Well, you got to start with a firm foundation. And so maybe by the time that I'm out, I will not have seen it be to the status that, you know, I want it to be. But but if I know that I can be a part of, you know, it, the fact that 50 years from now, if we're all still here on this earth, that we've got something healthy yeah. and good and it's being built in, then I know that I was a part of it yeah. and I did my part. So trying to look at it long term and a sustainable thing that this is my place in the kingdom right now and this is helping build a foundation of trust and um, understanding of of why this is needed and helping establishing that and it's just not about me and um and and i i do find a sense of calling and fulfillment in that um if I can know that this is going to last way beyond just a flash in the pan, something I was able to come in and do, and then I'm out of here. You work with young female youth ministers, as I mentioned earlier. What what has mentoring them, Mm -hmm. and I don't know whether that's a group of six or 26 (laughs) or 56, Mm -hmm. um, what has mentoring them taught you? Mm. Oh, they teach me so much. I I love those ladies um, dearly, and just this past year, it just seeing a new crop come in, as I say, and just their their passion, their excitement. Of course, it just invigorates me. It, um, you know, to to have them around me, and and there, I constantly am learning from them, um, and 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 just their their dedication to this, and how much they want to for girls to find their place in the kingdom of God, and yeah. and and and. and I learned from them so much, but, um, but it's an incredible gift just to be, I'm automatically invited into their lives just because I do what I do. And, and that's an amazing gift. And we have a, um, understanding that just because, ah, you're doing this, then you can look in each other's eyes and just know there's a whole lot of things we just get and understand. And so it's just a bond that you can't share with anybody else, you know? special for sure when hiring a female youth minister mm-hmm. so, so working with these ladies you know gives you an opportunity to know some things see some right. things that might could help those of us mm-hmm. who are on a staff that might be thinking of expanding to include a female in youth right. ministry uh, what what would we need to know before we mm-hmm. hire a female? I think that, that's a great question. There are several things that come to mind. Um, you've got to prepare for her. Um, it is not just, okay, so we there's a need, and let's go find somebody to fill it. Um, 
there's a lot more to it than I believe just that. One, um, I think one of the things that trips up young female youth ministers the most is they do not have a proper support slash mentor system in place where they are. Yes, I mean, I do my best and others mm-hmm. to to mentor and poor, but the real, reality is, I mean, we don't get to see each other, but maybe two, maybe three times a year at best. And there has got to be in place in these churches um, older women, moms, whoever, that have already said, I'm going to invest. Yeah. I am going to make sure that um, we are friends with her. We are supporting her. We are praying over her, um, loving her, not just be, not as the youth minister, but her as a person. Right. It's just an incredible um the need that I hear so often is I don't have a mentor. I don't have somebody looking out for me. A lot of, they're most of the time away from their families. They they've just left a college support system and and the teens can't be their friends. They can't right. be that support system. And shouldn't be. Exactly. And, shouldn't be. Yeah. and 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 especially if they're single, it's incredibly hard for them to to date in that context or even find friends, be out and about it. And so to build that in automatically, some people that are going to care for her, look after her, um, is you're so, saying that should be an intentional uh, step. A absolutely, church takes to it, it should to prepare for her, and then to walk through as many scenarios as possible to know is she going to be invited into all elders meetings right. or not, staff meetings, this what what kind of level? Because the problem is. So often those conversations do not happen. And then when she arrives, suddenly the conversation is about her. It has a face to it and it feels very personal. Where when those conversations are just about a job description and a role, it isn't personal. And so, and also know, expectations. The girl, the, the female, can know knows, what she's exactly. getting herself into. But you know, when she comes in, and oh well, is she going to be allowed? Whatever, then she can't help but feel they're making it, it based on her. Yeah, right. And 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 that's very difficult. And and I'd say as much as she can be validated and valued and invited to the table is so important so but just to have clearly talked that out and and yes talk to other places that are doing it and and get their their wisdom but to to really try to have as many things in place for her success and understanding that her um at her her ministry, she is going to be prepared to do ministry pretty well. Right, but key. it's the pre- preparation for the for being grafted into a church family, moving away from family, needing friends, needing mentors. You know, all of those bigger picture things for her life to be sustained is things that churches just totally, totally miss. You know, that I think are so important there. I think the person that's going to be leading that charge, though, is going to be the male youth minister that's already there. If that's not who's leading the charge, that's probably a red flag to begin yeah. with. So but he's got to be the biggest. He does, and champion. he needs to champion have a vision, a different vision of ministry. I think a lot of guys want a female youth minister because that their main idea is, I need a girl here to have conversations with girls right. that I can't have. Well. The girl that's going to come and do ministry with them is not coming just to do that. To have one-on-one conversations. Exactly. If she with was going to girls, do that, yeah. she would go into Christian counseling, which we need a lot of. Of course. She's coming to do ministry, and so if you are a male on staff that's saying, "Man, I really need to have a female come on and be on ministry staff with me," 
you need to know that's more than just I'm inviting someone to come and have conversations with mm-hmm. our girls. Have, I have been, the conversations I can't have. Right. right. It is right. that, but it's inviting someone to do ministry with you, to vision with you, to mm-hmm. collaborate with you, to share in this process with you in a very uh, intimate, in a very um, creative way. That's what a girl would be coming, a female yeah. would be coming to do with you. And if you don't have that in mind, you're going to be territorial. You're going to be threatened. Um, but if you're inviting someone in and saying, I, I know this ministry could be so much better if there was more than just me visioning what it could be, you know, and working alongside me, you know, so that we were both in this together. Yeah. If you see it that way from the very beginning, it really does a lot. Um, so I'm hearing you, too, say, Jennifer, you said the, the female youth minister, you need to get your validation from God. Mm-hmm. I hear you, Jason, saying the the male partner, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the the man on staff that's already there in place as the as the as the youth minister, you know, do everything you can to to validate, to value, yeah, to sure. say you belong, you're a part of this, right. you Absolutely. matter. If the female youth minister isn't looking for that for her sense of worth. But the youth minister is fighting like crazy mm-hmm. to make sure she feels that right. sense of worth. We got something that can last. And, and I know success. imagining mm-hmm. bringing a female in. So Jennifer's on staff. She's married to you. Y'all are. This right. is working perfectly, of course, as as last week's podcast, you know, taught us. But if for some reason Jennifer weren't doing youth ministry anymore mm-hmm. and transitioned to another another ministry, right, um, or decided not to do youth ministry or or couldn't for some reason. And Harpeth Hills brought in a female. You know, walk us through the first few messages you're going to try to send. Certainly, they won't be come come be what Jennifer was to me because right. Jennifer is your spouse. Exactly. But what would it be? What what will those first few sort of attempts to make her belong and feel feel validated sure. be? I, I would say probably some of the things I would say to her is is similar to what I say to an apprentice. Not because I think that role is the same, but because I believe in some of these things. When we invite someone to come on with us as an apprentice, I, I will say, I want you to spend some time evaluating what we do. I want you to look at what we do and ask yourself questions like, why? Why are they doing this? Why are they, why are they not doing this? So that you can have some, some valid input into the, the whys of what we're doing. And, and uh, really t- spend some time searching. And I'm inviting them into that process so that they know I want you to have a voice in this ministry. This is not my ministry. This is going to be our ministry. And because I've been here for a while, I can tell you what some of the sacred cows are. And uh, so it's more about me having already been here. But where we're headed with this, the goal of this is we're going to share ministry together. And you're going to bring some things to the table that I couldn't bring, not just because you're a female, but because you've got ideas that I wouldn't have. And you've got Mm -hmm. some gifts that I don't have. And we're going to be better as a team because you're here than we were when you weren't here. And I want you to know that from the very beginning. But in the beginning, I need you to evaluate and kind of just watch and learn and listen. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? And, and she's going to have a fresh perspective. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's one of the best things she brings is this fresh perspective that's not about our insider language. And uh, we've always done it this way, so we're always going to do it that way. She's going to ask great questions, and I want to prepare her to do that. Yeah. I think a big thing is, like Jason talked about, not that 
pigeonhole mentality of ministry of, um, you know, am I here because you think I can be a good minister and then I happen to be female? Right. And, and, and with that, um, you know, gives me some ends and gifts with people that, you know, you don't have because you're male and vice versa. But not, you know, nobody ever says we're hiring a male youth minister. Right. Mm-hmm. You're just hiring a youth minister. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But it's always, oh, we're hiring a female youth minister. We just, we are labeled in that all the time. And I think as much as you can just say, you're just the next part of our ministry right. staff. And, and we're you're coming to that. Um, and not just being defined yeah. solely by gender and therefore pigeonholed into that gender. And this has nothing to do with women's roles in the right, church. This right. is so sure. much bigger. This is not, well, can she pray or can she not pray? Can she talk in front of the group? Can she not, you know, right. that's that's here nor there. I mean, you can go to the most conservative church ever and this still be applicable. Mm. It's a it's bigger sure. than that. Right. It's value. It is in, in, in your place in the overall vision of this ministry. On the other hand, I don't want the pendulum to swing the whole, the opposite direction too far where she's just one of the guys hey we just brought right. she's just one of us because one of the most beautiful things she has to offer is a female perspective yeah. a different way of looking at the world and a voice for those girls in our ministry that we as guys don't get yeah. you know and she can say well you know when you say this or when you do this this is the way the girls in your ministry hear that uh, that's one of the most beautiful things they have to offer. And so I don't want to treat this person mm-hmm. as if she's just one of the guys. No. On stage. We right. don't want to be treated right. like one right. of the boys in the boys club. Yeah, right. Jennifer, you've been on staff as a youth minister longer than any other female in the Churches of Christ. Which means, Jason, you have had a female youth minister on staff with hey. you longer than than any other dude in, in Churches of Christ youth ministry. And you just spoke to it. Can I love hearing you talk about what kind of difference it makes mm. having a female on staff? You know, Jennifer, you, you may see this too, but Jason, you're a guy. There are a lot right. of churches that just have a guy on staff. Right. What What are they missing? You know, what's a church missing that doesn't have yeah. uh, one of God's beautiful? leader females helping to shape the youth ministry um what would harpeth hills be like with without that over these years what does she bring yeah well and of course it's hard for me to completely pull myself out because it's been my wife that i've been partnering with and so it's hard to imagine a different scenario but in that i think it is what god envisioned when he set up marriage when he when he created a helper in in that we combined our we do a better job together than we could separate. And, you know, I've encountered that quote, and I don't even know who originally said it, of a lot of incredible things can happen if you don't worry about who gets the credit, Mm -hmm. you know. And when you have that mentality that's a very team approach to ministry, whether it's, uh, you know, two or three guys on staff, whether it's two or three ladies on staff, whether it's a combination of that, again, taking gender out of the equation, having a team approach to ministry makes ministry better. I think better um, when it's not the Lone Ranger, yeah. and that's more than just people that are on staff. It's it, it's involving because there's there's probably people listening to this podcast that are never going to have the resources or the eldership backing to have a female on staff, but they've got or some, even to have a second right. Youth minister. Yeah. But they've got some incredible people in their church that they could leverage in ministry 
that would give them a perspective not just on the girls in their ministry, but on the creative types in their ministry or the those that have a different personality than they have or uh, those kind of things. They can speak to some people that I can't speak to. Yeah. And it's got to be a team approach to ministry. It's going to be much more effective and, like Jennifer said, much more sustainable if you have rallied this around uh, a group of people and not just one uh, personality. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's richer. It's deeper. It's got more layers to it. Uh, more people will be drawn to it. You will minister to people that you couldn't minister to uh, when you've got more voices and more. It's messier, though. Yeah. And, and people need to hear that, whether it's somebody that's on staff with you or whether it's you're involving a bunch of adults, other adult leaders. Giving them real responsibility. Giving them real responsibility. It's messy. And sometimes you're not going to get your way. And sometimes it's not going to go the way you thought it would go. And you got to hold some things loosely. But in the end, I believe the end product is more, much more beautiful and, and much more rich and deep. That's well, and great. I think the female adds, uh, we're, we're big believers in church being family. Yeah. And right. so it's, it's what a female adds in the family. I mean, it's nurturing, right. it's comfort, it's, um, you know, keeping us all together. I mean, you know, who brings everybody home, but mom, you know, she wants it. it it's, it's everybody feeling you belong when you're here. Mm-hmm. And, and I love you no matter what unconditionally. And we're all in the together and nobody's going to be by your side by me. I mean, those are things that females bring to the youth ministry that men can try to convey and some have that gift and do, but there's something about that female presence that brings that. I mean, it's, it's the female attributes of God. I mean, there's plenty of God attributes in Hebrew that are feminine, feminine. And, and that's what, you know, it's a complete, more complete picture of the God we're trying to point to when you have that female there that the the part of his image that we were created in that you weren't and vice versa but you get a better picture of god when you have that whole picture of of all the qualities of him that only females can bring and Mm -hmm. so i think it's softer i think it's richer i think it's sweeter it's the beauty of god all of that Mm -hmm. is brought in when you have the female part of your ministry and obviously working in a church is very different than working in any other setting you know this is like you've mentioned before a calling that someone has and so because of that it's not something that you go and do and then you go home and you're not doing that anymore I mean, yes, you protect hours and you you know protect your family, those kind of things. But there's a sense in which you are devoting your life to something, and when you do that alongside someone else, you know they're devoting their life to it too. There's a sense in which, like Jennifer said, it is more than just we are co-workers. We are invested in something in a very deep way mm-hmm. together, uh, and we are like family yeah. with one another. And it's more than just I'm clocking in, you know. It's it's always true of church, and certainly true when you combine someone else in that staff with you. That's that's great. I, I just I, I love hearing you talk about this. I want to know, and in conclusion, what do you think is keeping the COC from exploding in terms of females on staff? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Churches of Christ have males in right. positions of youth ministry, and not not 
hundreds have females. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it's kind of a chicken and egg deal where Mm -hmm. females are looking at that going, I don't know if I'm going to get a job. I I, I know there are some fathers Mm -hmm. who say to their daughters or fathers and mothers who say to their daughters who are heading off to college, don't get a youth ministry degree. Get something else as a fallback plan Mm -hmm. if youth ministry doesn't work because there aren't that many jobs out there. Is it simply... an issue of church size and finances? I think certainly that's a part of it. I think it's a big part of it because it's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to find a church that um, anywhere that is going to say, well, we have funds for one. It could be male or female. I mean, the go-to is male. And because in the reality, most of our situations is you can't put a female up to do several things that you're going to expect your youth minister to be and do. Again, that's, that's sort of uh, specific to the COC. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I think therefore funds definitely and finances and resources play a huge part in it. What I wish I think would help us grow some more is I do think churches as a whole maybe have resources Maybe they don't want to put that much resources into just youth ministry, but if they could look broader and say, we need this female presence and voice and participant in our ministry staff as a whole, maybe they'd be willing to put more resources there if they view her in a larger context yeah. that she could do more things, mm-hmm. not just not just youth ministry, if she has that giftedness and 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 find ways to to, you know, bring her on staff and then see how she can work, but um, but I think there's also just again some some fear that's there too of of how will this be received? How you know what place will it go? And then if it goes wrong, they're they're not often willing to give it a second chance, you know, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So you know, Jennifer, though listening to you now over two podcasts. Was there anything that was going to keep you from being a minister in the church? I mean, you know, I hear your story. You always knew that's yeah. what you were going to do. The calling yeah. was always there. And your gifts. It's so obvious that it's been a fit. So those girl, you know, girls mm-hmm. and then ladies and right. whatever age you are, you know, right. and, and maybe if you're listening to this podcast, it's the girls in your home or the, the, the ladies that you know we need them to chase that dream and Absolutely. put that in God's Do hands and commit themselves. Yeah, You make yourself indispensable That's and right. invaluable. And I tell you, I've actually been a part recently of um, working on a job description and, and going to hire a women's minister here at Harpeth Hills. And so I've done a lot of research and, and our committee has done a lot of research of calling lots of churches mm-hmm. on women's ministers, not youth ministers. Youth, yeah. And you would not believe, Dave, in the CFC, almost without fail, every single one of those women was first doing the job already, volunteering, had found her passion and was doing it, and worked herself into the paycheck in women's ministry. Mm -hmm. And, And that, you're exactly right. Have that, you know, follow the passion. Do it. Don't worry about the title. Sometimes don't worry about the paycheck whatever go do it and i think you you show your value and then churches will go we can't let that go we've got to have that and you know should it be that way or whatever we can argue that all the day long doesn't matter it's the reality of where we are please ladies you've that passion there if god's put on your heart just go do it and then you might get 
a paycheck and you might get a title to follow later on, you know. And I, I'm a man, you know, and, and, <laughs> and guys, you know, like me, we, we you know, we, we need you. And we want you to be in ministries, uh, in our ministries. And and Jason, you said it earlier. If it's not if it's not a paid youth minister, get those ladies involved in mm-hmm. ministering in ways that only they can, mm-hmm. because God has gifted them. And our churches are full of of yes. ladies that have gifts that that have been given for the edification of the body. Anyway, exactly. so. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to get to hug now. I know, yes. <laughs> it's actually time for the hug. All right. I, yes. I, I love you. Love you. I ask uh, blessings <laughs> from God on your ministry. I don't know who's going to be on the digital side hug next time, but we have just gotten two podcasts with the panel. <laughs> hey, two for the Yes, that's right. And, uh, and we'll see you next time on the digital side hug. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank right. you. We'll All you. right. Bye-bye.